Hey there, this is Adam, and you're listening to This Your Conversations. If you've been on Facebook recently, which obviously you have, you'll know who Tony Cantwell is. If you don't, he's the creator of a raft of unique comedy videos. They've been viewed upwards of a million times and are generally told through the lens of a Snapchat filter, based around absurd but true-to-life characters, and from a distinctly Irish perspective. We got him into the studio to talk casual racism at the Eurovision, his five favourite things in the world, his recent homecoming to Dublin after years in London, and of course, the soft drink video. But first, here's a word from our editor, Eric Davidson. Hey, thanks for listening to Disher Conversations. If you enjoy the podcast, you should pick up the second issue of our magazine, Future Voices. It features interviews with Mike Skinner, Faith Evans, Jafaris, Alan Kingdom, Bonsai and loads more. It's available in the Library Project, All City Records, Article, the Gallery of Photography and other independent stores in Dublin. Head to districtmagazine.ie and click on the shop tab to find out more about how you can get the magazine. Enjoy the show. Anyway, yeah, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm uh, Tony Cantwell of the, uh, what's it called when you name something after yourself? It's like... Uh, eponymous. Eponymous yeah. Tony Cantwell comedy page <laughs> uh, and, on Facebook. And SoundCloud account. And a SoundCloud um, account, yeah. It's called Speaks FM? Uh, Speaks Cast. Speaks Cast. So I have a Speaks Cast. Well, I had this dream that I was going to start up a podcast network mm. because that's like... So did we. Yeah, <laughs> that's, the, that's the industry. That's yeah. the, the untapped industry. Why isn't everyone, and everyone is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I only have one podcast on that, which is uh, uh, The Midnight Hour with Daddy Brown, where I think we were just talking there off mm. the air. Or I'm talking alone to myself, and it's just... It's, it's just... It's, it's, it's almost like therapy that no one... That no one should listen to. Yeah, you know? but you've got the music to keep you company. I do. I have the nice. music, but then that's just me sort of regaining my breath between between takes and then going back into it. You know, like in Scientology, apparently they record all their therapy sessions, and that's and then play it back as, as a threat. Or, <laughs> as a threat. Yeah. Well, apparently that's apparently something they did with. Uh, which well, this is like the th- the conspiracy theory mm. is that they have all this stuff on John Travolta, all this stuff that he's confessed over the years, and and. If he ever wants to leave the, the church, they're going to... Uh, he know. never will. He never will. Yeah. He never will. Seems pretty happy with himself. Poor John. Poor John. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of Snapchat. And Tony Cantwell of, of Snapchat. Of I've been loving... Tony Horror. Tony Horror. Yeah. So Tony Horror on Snapchat and on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm trying to get verified as well. Oh, yeah? On, on Twitter. We tried to do that. You guys we can't, verified. We can't get verified. I think it's something... The fact that we're not a person, that we're... An organization. Oh, right. Something well, like that. Oh, but yeah. You have to have a birthday. That blue tick, you know? You it's, crave it. It's, it's, like, it's everything. All about getting that blue, t- yeah. blue tick. And then I'm trying to find stuff online. I'm even like trying to look up things people have said on Twitter just that they've referred me to be like, yeah, no, it is me. It's and actually I'm him. confused for another person, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I've been enjoying the Snapchat thing yeah. recently. Liberating? Um, it's very liberating, but yeah. it's sort of like there's a lot of people... So, like, because of the, the followers now that I have on the page, which is really cool, um, it means that I can be used as a vehicle to convey a message out to a wider people. Mm. So, I could go down the, I was talking about this the other night, I was to go down the social influencer Tony Cantwell oh, yeah. route. So, I'm kind of enjoying my Snapchats as being like, yeah, this is me, rather than, 
you know, because it's less people watching it. And yeah. I can just be like, this is me at home, literally bored out my Cas- tree. Casually cracking into a uh, a nice Evian yes. as you sit at home. Uh, exactly. Know? That's the, my whole life. In no way influenced <laughs> by the company that owns Evian. Yeah, no hashtag ad, you know, no, yeah. no, no, nothing like that. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of enjoying that to be like, yeah, I can be. Because I always thought I was born in the wrong wrong like i'm almost 30 now and i thought i was born the wrong generation i should have been youtube vlogger oh yeah you know what i mean lonely boy 15 (laughs) yeah well i I think i was like well msn messenger was like blink kid 69 (laughs) or like you know cyber boy or whatever you know did you used to um no i hate the word troll because it's it doesn't sound like a word yeah the irish people should say yeah i know it looks better typed down yeah it does yeah but yeah no me and my mates used to always we'd we'd go into conversations with fake addresses and um and spam shit were you, were you ever were you ever on that buzz on msn um i was more like i'm a weird sort of sociopath so i'm like a I, well, I'm, well, I'm not but like i mean online uh so i used to like try and i try you should try like entrap people like i used to try and pretend to be another person like a sexy lady mm. you know like you know skater chick 69 oh, something yeah. that's a bit different and then try and get people friends of friends i knew to like chat to me on msn messenger and then i'd be like and yeah like uh come to like Stephen's Green and like we'll hook up or whatever and then I'd wait and watch them go to Stephen's Green and stand oh. there and nothing ever came but I didn't like oh, oh that's good <laughs> I didn't abuse it any further than that but I was like <laughs> I did something that influenced that person getting <laughs> leaving their home and going to Stephen's Green for no reason probably buying a Dunn store pizza on the way home you know what I mean so, yeah so that I didn't troll but I try I pretended to be other people to try and have uh, cyber sex with people. Yeah, um, that's totally okay. Yeah, yeah, that's Legit, fine. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't trolling someone's I wasn't spamming someone's comments like yeah. like some horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> You're just trying to, you know, put a little spark into the universe. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm all about. Yeah. So, um yeah, one of the questions I wanted to ask was uh where did you go to school? <laughs> I went to school in Art School Reach in uh kind of on griffith avenue okay so i'm a i'm a north sider yeah you know my girlfriend gives out to me when i talk about being a north sider because she acts like i was like impoverished and i talk <laughs> about me being like you know like i had a really nice house and you know really nice up you know very upper middle class upbringing yeah. on the north side um but i think there was definitely a difference on the south side it wasn't like someone would it's not like i would ever be beaten up but on the south side it seems like no one ever just call you like a hippie you know for having long hair <laughs> Just be like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, he's doing his thing, you know, <laughs> you know. But on the north side, we were just called. But we had a fairly rocker school. Yeah, you know, art school reached was full of a lot of a lot of rockers, and they mixed in with the sort of sporty type. It was a nice little, uh, it was a nice synergy there. And um, were were any of the uh, the Tony Cantwell creations? Uh, <laughs> did they were they born while in school, or did they kind of come along later? Yeah, well, definitely, um, definitely the Maz mate character mm. is like every Irish teacher I ever had <laughs> and every French teacher. Well, actually, no, it's one teacher. I won't say the name, but she was just so fuck. Can I swear? You can swear. Okay, yeah, so fucking holier than thou. Yeah. And she was just so like, <laughs> everything was a massive inconvenience. And it, she she didn't give a shit about the job. So like, I think her dad was like a superintendent. That's like a real thing, not just a Simpsons thing I found mm. out, was like the superintendent of the school. So like, she was no way he was ever going to get fired. And she had these big rings and she was young and always had these like fashionable bags and stuff, but couldn't give a fuck about <laughs> teaching people. So it was just like, how dare you? Never. Believe you know that's where the whole she, that was her whole thing was I've never been so insulted was her whole thing of mm. just uh, she she couldn't believe you would ever speak back to her so that was definitely one of them uh, in terms of the sort of any of the other guys no not really um, 
not from not from school or anything like that. Just definitely that was just and and also my and neighbor that I used to have, which was okay. just this sort of holier than thou, you know. And and most of them would they be would they be kind of um, pop into your head randomly, or would you kind of um, you work on them? Or? I find that I take out I take out I take out Snapchat and I put a filter on. And the first thing, for some reason, everything, the, the first thing I always say to it in a weird voice is like, you don't respect me. And then I try and work my way out from that. And I don't know why that is. Every time I look at myself in the, in the mirror. As a, as a pineapple. As or, a pineapple. Yeah. As, a, uh, as Ryan Tuberty. Yeah. Like, you don't respect me. And I don't know why. Every single time. And then I just, it could be something I get in my head. So like, you know, so that definitely, the, I've never been so insulted, you know, was the whole, I had this face and it just looked so smug. And it was just the way. He spoke to me, you know, mm. or, um, you know, with the, <laughs> with the, like, this, the stupid soft drink video. It just looked like, uh, it was just this whole, like, guys, like, bubbly, you know, hi. And it was just, and that's, I sort of just worked out from that. And that was also a mixture of the fact that I first met, like, you know, Southsider people when I went to college in Dunleary. Um, and everyone was just so nice, you mm. know. And was that IADT? IADT, yeah. And it was, like, wholesome, like, really wholesome families, like, you know, uh, family sat down for dinner at the same time and asked about each other's day. Like we we did as well at home, but not. It seemed like a different extent here. And my friend Connor, who you know was you know lovely guy from Dockey, he just said one day, you know we were out driving. He because he, he drove and I didn't drive. You know I don't think it was a punto, but it was something else. Mm. Uh, it was just oh should we steal all? He saw a lot of cans of coke and was like oh we steal all those soft drinks, will we? And I was like what did you? What'd you call that? Like, who the fuck calls it a soft drink? A mineral. It's a mi- of course. Yeah. yeah. It's a can, uh, mm. and then you say whatever it is, Coke, Fanta, can of Fanta, can of Coke, can of Sprite. But uh, so then I just got it in my head. You know, when you have like a thing that just gets warped in your head over time that you don't really think about. So it was just when these things out of the back of my head, like oh, everyone is outside drinks soft drinks all the time, <laughs> and that was just something that I sort of latched on to with 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 that character. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> so IADT, what were you studying there? I studied business. Mm. <laughs> fun yeah yeah like comedic was yeah. yeah well the whole thing was like uh i wasn't i was like if i do business and arts management then i will be the most powerful artist because i don't need to be taught art surely not oh, that's something that'll have intrinsic that's you've, just you've got the art of business exactly yeah. and then you work that out like trump <laughs> the art of the deal so i kind of had it in my head that i would just sort of work on all the weird things I wanted to work on, even though I didn't even know if I'd go into comedy or anything like that. But it was like, but I'll know how to manage myself in the arts world. Um, not really. It was four years. I didn't really learn. You know, I didn't, I, di- I didn't really take much from it. It was all about how to get funding and curating galleries and stuff like that. Um, but for me, it wasn't, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't. I, although I remember I just thought it was the really the coolest school ever. The reason I, or the yeah. coolest college ever was because I heard someone said, you know, you've been to IADT? No, I've so driven they, past it. So they have a they have a chapel, it's like okay. a renovated chapel that's like the hangout area. And someone told me like, yeah, man, I was in there one day, and this guy came in in like a scuba suit, soaking wet, sat down there, rolled up a big massive spliff, and then just left. And I'm like, that is my that's my college. <laughs> what and and what? Smoked it through a snorkel. Smoked or? it through probably one of those little side hatches. Yeah, yeah. One of those Cuba Gooding Junior side hatches. <laughs> I think that's what they're called. <laughs> So yeah, so um, IDT you enjoyed overall then? Yeah, it was a really nice experience, but it was it was a ridiculous. I mean, not a very interesting answer. It was just a ridiculous commute. It was coming from 
um, Rohini. So it was like an hour and a half All getting right. there. So then when people would be like, oh, we stick around for pints. I'm like, no. On the dart buzz? On the dart buzz, yeah. yeah. I've recently gotten into the dart buzz. What do you think? I quite like it. Do you? Know? I, used to, I used to cycle in. It'd take me 15 minutes. And now, I've, now I'm spending two hours a day on a train. Lovely. It's, you know, I read. I podcast. That's nice. That's, yeah. I suppose, a bit of time to yourself. What, what's most frustrating about the dart is, obviously now the buses show when they're arriving. But with the dart, that was the first one. So you'd have a, bu- you'd have a dart and it would say, oh, yeah, three minutes away. Then two minutes away. And then it would jump up to like 13 minutes oh, yeah. away. What's up with that? And they also used to put posters up that said, uh, uh, 99% of our darts have run on time this year. And then in small little print, on time, meaning within 15 minutes oh, yeah. of the... I mean, that's a lie. Yeah, if, if you lived your whole life as, a, as on time, meaning within 15 minutes of yeah, something... Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, you, would, you wouldn't be very successful. <laughs> you wouldn't get far, I don't think. You'd have a reputation. Yeah. So you've, uh, you, you've just gotten back from London recently. That was, was that for work or...? No, that was, um, I left seven years ago when I finished college and I was like, I'm going to go to London. I'm going to be cool. I just want to be a cool hipster is all I wanted to do. And the, the Hugh Cooney buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Doing exactly. cool, yeah, cool yeah, London yeah. things. Doing badass shit yeah. in London. Um, but not actually, I mean, I, didn't, I worked in a shoe shop for a while, got fired, you know, then worked in a call center, you know, that got shut down, then worked <laughs> in Selfridges and got fired, you know. So various things. Then I ended up working in sales, and I'm still actually working sales as well as doing the the comedy stuff. They they love the um, the Irish, the they Irish do. brogue over there for the <laughs> for the do, call yeah. centers. Yes, yeah, they do. I mean, well, I mean, it was just so, you know, especially like Northern Irish works really well. I was like, hang on a wee second there, I'll sort that out for you. You know, it's really nice. So, you know, so that that worked well for me, and still in the same sort of sales job. They've let me work here in Dublin to do it, working from home. But Very I was good. there seven years. You know, literally came back last week. Yeah, yeah, and um, have you readapted yet? I have actually, and you know what? Everyone is just so nice. Everyone's just so lovely. You know, I, I, like as opposed to seven years ago, or no, no, I just forgot. Like, I mean, I I, I walked around Dublin seven years ago, despising the place, mm. genuinely, just being like, "Get me out of here, yeah. man! Like, just leave me alone." Like, my whole thing was like, I didn't drive, I didn't have any money. You know, I used to hang outside HMV, try and get three for 30 DVDs if I could scrape the cash together, just watch films. And, that. and so I only knew like my commute, which was getting the 29A and walking up and down Grafton Street. So I didn't go to eat anywhere, maybe Simon's, you know, get a coffee if I could scrape together a change or something like that. Um, so in terms of just, I mean, just in terms of different from, from London, just everyone... I thought, I mean, even when I was in London, people were like, is Dublin actually a nice place? I'm like, no, no, everyone's, everyone's really rude. And everyone just because I had a chip on my shoulder because they didn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, just, I think yeah, everyone gets that. Everyone yeah. gets that. And then they go away and then they realize, like, actually got it pretty good. Pretty good. Not, gr- not perfect. Like, well, well, I think by all whole, means. My whole thing was just like, this isn't America, right? There's no skate parks here. You know. And as, this is when I was like 23. You know, yeah. It wasn't because of skateboarding anymore, but it was like, this is not cool, man. You know, and then, yeah, I don't know. I just had a chip on my shoulder. But I'm, I'm loving it now, coming back. People are smiling. People are being really nice, you know. The service, in, in the, you know, is great. People are we're doing in, real nice. We're in a bit of a little baby boom. Little baby boom. Yeah. The baby boomers. Uh, yeah, it seems like it. I mean, there's... I mean, I'm there, I'm moving to a flat in Ranelagh, 
can't get a brunch for less than 15 quid. Mm. Unreal. <laughs> Ran- Ranala is brunch fucking central. It is unreal. It's the loving Dublin capital of yeah, I've Dublin. Seen that. Do you know what? I was in Tribeca there the other day, right? Yeah. Uh, kept hearing about these wings. Yeah. And anyone who knows me knows I'm a chicken man. Mm. I'm an absolute chicken man through and through. That's and actually, I, that's factored into one of these questions. Is it? Of fact, yeah. No way, brilliant. We'll get to that. Well, uh, yeah, so I was in Tribeca and I saw that I think Love in Dublin had said best wings in Dublin. Um, look, I'm not, they're nice wings, but if they're the best wings in, in Dublin, I might have to, I might have to head back to London. Yeah, that's fair. You know. Um, I've, a friend told me something about those uh, wings the sauce in particular. Yeah. Apparently, half a stick of butter goes into each thing of that sauce. So this, is what, this is what Terry, my girlfriend, was saying. She was like, so they were the first people that took, they got the Franks and then they lashed the butter in. Half yeah. a stick per, yeah. per servant. Yeah. Didn't realize it was that much. Jesus. And the I, wings, there was no meat on them. It's all sinewy, but it was delicious sauce. Yeah, I think generally those um, those skinny wings, they usually come from, mm. uh, now this is me talking as a experienced chicken farmer oh brilliant a chicken wing um oh, i expert. didn't notice but apparently no i'm not uh, <laughs> far from that they're apparently like free range wings and then right, the, the big big fat ones you get in like uh, mm. a dun store deli or something yeah they'd be uh the old the Packed old antibiotic uh mm. yeah, yeah 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 well i don't know how to feel about that mm. you know they all taste the same really i just though. think everything should be pumped full of steroids humans chickens yeah i want to see the olympics on steroids i want to see everyone imagine usain bolt if you just i know loaded them with uh with four legs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. so so yeah actually the the, ch- the chicken thing coming back to that um you you did a podcast recently with i think a friend of yours yeah uh, about uh, your google search history yeah uh, and you listed on that your, your five favorite things. Yeah. Uh, a Star Wars, <laughs> chicken, yeah. boobs, dancing, and, and magic. Yeah. And yep. I was wondering, are these, are these still your top five? Or? So this is my friend Jordan, who has a, a, really, a really funny podcast called My Google Diary, where he has you sort of list off your Google search history and go through it. So he remembers the first time meeting me, and I just ran over to him and said, those are my top five things. Um, I don't dance as much anymore. Yeah. So that probably isn't in the top list anymore. And Star Wars... This was like, well, actually, this was still George Lucas Star Wars, and I think the Disney Star Wars are doing a pretty good job. Yeah. I don't know if it's up to that level. I still think myself as a bit of a Star Wars fanatic, but as people know way more than me. Um, and comedy or anything was not even in there, or stand-up yeah. or nothing. Bo- boobs is kind boobs of... Boobs is not moving. Boobs yeah. is number one with a bullet, and that's not going anywhere. <laughs> what about magic? Still, still uh, magic, man? I still love magic. Like, yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think it's nerdy. I don't think it's geeky. I, I think it's mad cool. Have you ever been out? Like, I don't. No, any- I, was, I was just gonna say. I don't think people get a chance to experience magic very often. Yeah. You, do, you do when you're a child. Yeah, you, know, you get a magician and you get your mind blown. Yeah, and yeah, no, it's not. Then it's it's. It doesn't factor into everyday it life. It gets dispelled. You yeah. know, you start focusing on pensions and all that crap. <laughs> now, but like, if you've ever like had like a street magician, especially if you ever sat outside. So we were standing outside Grogan's around Christmas having a couple of pints. This guy came over, like just blew our minds. And then we gave him like 20 quid. Like, so probably made more than he would actually have on his own show. But I think he did some trick where he was like, he did some weird trick where he did some card thing. And then it was one of those where you like, you put the card back in the hand and then you flip your hand over. And then there, I was convinced there was nothing in my hand. And then he was like, he tapped it, and he was like, and what are cards made of? And I'm like, I don't know, paper? And he's like, no, plastic. And then I opened my hand, and there was a big, massive, square cube of plastic in my hand. Like, big, like, big that you couldn't close like your fist Rubik's with. Cube. Like, Rubik's Cube yeah. style, but more of a cuboid and a bit flatter, but big fucking thing of plastic. And I was like, yeah. how, did, how did he get that in my hand? I thought, when you said, what are cards made of, I thought you'd say card. 
Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. like, that's like what the cows drink. Yeah. Same milk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, plastic, apparently. So, uh, so we mentioned Hugh Cooney earlier there. Um, he's over in London at the minute. Uh, have you ever, have you ever bumped into him or anything like that? I did. I was at a party, actually. I was at a, a Halloween party. And, like, I'd seen a couple of videos, and I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of his. Um, but I was, I was really, like, um, really drunk and really buzzy. <laughs> And we were all dressed up in costume. And I was thinking I was talking to his girlfriend. And I was like, oh, my God, Hugh Cooney. Like, oh, my. And I was, I kind of like over-egged it so fangirling much. Fangirling it. That I was uh, fangirling Because I didn't yeah. know he was there. Yeah. And I was being like for sincere, like so sincere. And I was like, the, he is like, he's like, he's like Paul McCartney for me as like a YouTuber. You know, because I loved, I loved his videos. And yeah. I was in, you know, in, in college. Still do love his stuff now. And then she just brought him over. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I've totally. And I didn't, I didn't know what to say. And I was kind of actually like a little bit. A little bit starstruck, but it was also the fact that I just completely bigged it up, and I was like, you know, I, to be honest, I hadn't seen even all of his videos, but uh, you know, yeah, I, I bumped into it with that party. I think I, I overegged it a bit, maybe came on a bit too strong. Mm. Yeah. Well, Hugh, if you're listening, you know, you. we want we want you back, baby. <laughs> yeah, I was actually my message him. Uh, you know, he was performing at Glastonbury, and we were talking about it. Um, and he said, "Maybe do a, do a collabo in the future. So maybe oh, yeah. we do that in some at some stage." Very good. Mm. See the uh, the filters meet the uh, grotesque yeah. makeup and <laughs> yeah. um, sinister themes. Absolutely, it's yeah. just going to be weird. <laughs> so um, I was wondering, have you any hidden talents? Have any hidden talents? Anything? So you you know, people might not know about you. Um, They're two totally different things, but <laughs> merge them into one question. Um, let me think on the spot here. Um, I mean, I have I can eat a I can eat a grotesque amount of food. Yeah. I mean, I wager that. Well, actually, I, I was going to say I wager I could eat like I could win like any sort of uh, eating competition. Uh, you do that, the the Kit Kat chunky challenge. What's that? That is, I think it's, I think it's four Kit Kat chunkies and two liters of milk. Or it could be two Kit Kat chunkies and four liters of milk. Oh, really? And you always think two liters of milk. That's not that much. That's. But it's it's very heavy. Have you, have you done it? I haven't. <laughs> You've said no, it. I never have. <laughs> I find a pint of milk kind of tough to get through sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it does, yeah, uh, it doesn't it doesn't come up that often. I don't. I don't well, I, I I do actually a lot when I'm back here. I didn't drink that much milk in London. It's not a very interesting story. Uh, but <laughs> I'd say for like spicy eating competitions, I'd. Okay. My dream is to be on a, a wall where it's like... You want to be the know, man versus the food. Man versus the food. I mean, yeah. that's the dream, to be featured on a wall where it's like, he did something disgusting here <laughs> on this date. Um, you know, because I, I... Well, again, I was, I was talking about this you know, before on a show that um, I didn't... I have a really bad diet and uh, I used to not be able to feel my body. You know, but now my girlfriend has me eating like a lot more vegetables so I can actually feel when I'm sick. And then if I eat something spicy like I feel it the next day, like, I just thought that, you know, having horrible poos <laughs> was just a standard, you know. But then you realize that there's like, no, you just have fiber, you know. And there's this thing called uh, Facilium Husk that I now take. Oh, yeah? Uh, which is like ultra fiber capsules. And honestly, man, you don't even need to wipe your eyes. <laughs> you pure can, ghosties, nonstop. Pure ghosties, nonstop. You can stand up and just walk straight out. You don't even look back. Well, you flush and then you walk straight out of the room. Um, that must be nice. Yeah, straight out of nice. any room, not just not just the bathroom. You can shit anywhere. Walk out of the room, and it's totally fine. That must be really handy for <laughs> um, you know, not dirty protests, but you <laughs> yeah. know, art art institutions and things like that. Absolutely. You know? I mean, that's the that's why most people take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything that um, 
that you know too many people might not know about you people might not know about me um i think i'm a i'm a pretty open book and i'm pretty um well i mean well because i people probably don't know that i um adore karaoke and i'm an absolute karaoke fiend oh yeah i mean my friends would know that because they've never got to hold a microphone when i'm doing karaoke so the in shower karaoke machine is legit it's not oh so people probably do know yeah yeah video about it but yeah no that's legit that is that's cool i prime myself every morning by singing karaoke at the top of my voice uh in the shower uh and it's it's and then you also like you're thinking about it you have a new appreciation of music you're like you know i'm gonna I'm gonna do a Hall and Oates week, and then I'm like, you know, I can go for that, you know, in the uh, in the shower in the morning, and like, I don't know if you've ever like, like oh, I, I sing in the shower, definitely. yeah, but I I tend to just sing one verse or one chorus, yeah, yeah, the yeah. words don't stick, and know? they're not right in front of you, yeah, in the waterproof container. Uh, but if you've ever, one of my favorite things, I don't do it as much now because you know I don't get as drunk before I pre-drink. You know, I used to pre-drink, have like you know a bottle of wine or six cans or whatever. Mm. But if you ever do pre-drink karaoke, if you've drank like four cans, four or five cans, and then you're singing at the top of your voice in an East London flat <laughs> with YouTube on your Xbox 360, you just get so primed. And you know those Pumped. are the nights you'd end up having a bit of an argument. But they're also the nights <laughs> you laughing, laughing your ass off. You're honestly just so your white blood cells are just absolutely fucking electric just from singing karaoke when you're pre-drinking. So that's my top tip okay very good mm. i'll have to i actually i only got to my very first karaoke experience well i'd done it at a friend's house oh very, yeah very very drunk very but, nice. uh went to what is it yam y- yukio yukio right yeah. in the corner that mm-hmm. was a very cool place yeah it's very, very cool uh, downstairs quite brothily which i thought was uh very sexy yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. was cool though we were double booked so um there were about 20 of us put in a in the room that that's meant to hold about like six people uh <laughs> which added to the atmosphere and i tell you if a bit of i want it that way 20 people i mean that's a that's a powerful experience it was the the uh, the speakers could barely go over <laughs> the sound of just us see i appreciate that and I, I i do like a bit of group karaoke but i don't think i've ever had a, what i'd really like is just for me to sing and for everyone to watch and cheer that's ideal karaoke for well, me. That that sounds like something perfect for um, you know a debut show or something. Yeah. You well, know? well, it's actually something that I want to do for my thirtieth. I want to book out a venue. Like I'd love to book out like the Sugar Club and do like a Stars in Their Eyes. Yeah. So like just have everyone go dressed as your act, and then only some people get to perform. There will be auditions earlier in the day. I'll be wearing a black polo neck and I'll be or a turtleneck and I'll be watching people. Some people will get in. Then you have to come back later on, sing on the night. I'll get to sing twice. And one of them is going to be George Michael, Fast Love. And the other one's going to be probably Like a Prayer, Madonna. Okay, very good. Yeah. So so do you have to dress as your act? Yeah, you would. And you All have right. to, I mean, you really have to step it up. You, you got to, you know, when everyone dresses up, when everyone dresses up properly, I mean, come on, those are the good nights. There's nothing worse than the, the two or three people who are like, nah. Or some stupid. Not bothered. One of these, like, you know, you know, I, I'm going to put like a hi, my name is, and then have like Liam Neeson written. Oh, uh, yeah. You know. or, or God's gift to, God. to women. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very oh, clever. Very good. Very Female good. body inspector. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm guessing you're a fan of the Eurovision. Oh, man. I absolutely love the Eurovision. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm probably, I, hum, I hope to go next year when it's in Lisbon. I never, I never even thought to go. Like, yeah. It, it, I feel like you'd miss something from going. You wouldn't really yeah, have you the might same do, atmosphere. Yeah. You know? yeah. 
Well, you just probably meet some just mad continentals, mm. you know, who are just up to party and, you know. Probably been to the last 17 Eurovision. Yeah, and I'd love that. You'd love to see these people, you know. Because I imagine it's like, it's kind of like winning streak for, you know, countries where they're like, you know, do it for Sweden, Michael, mm. you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. So I'd love to be be a part of that. But I, I adore Eurovision. Uh, do you ever throw a Eurovision party? Yeah, yeah, I do. do every year. Every year, although now that I moved back to Dublin, bit of competition. I know oh, yeah. a lot of my friends love the Eurovision. People are fighting for their sitting room for the Eurovision party, but I mean, I got to put my, I got to put my name in the hat for that. What, uh, what, what I do at my Eurovision parties? Oh, brilliant! Which have been going on for the past. I got them from from my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, from a young age, I remember walking around while the Eurovision's on with a, a load of terribly drunk adults, <laughs> and it stuck with me in my in my head, and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so what we do is you pick a country out of the hat, obviously, mm-hmm. as I'm sure you know. Mm-hmm. And then when the voting comes along, you'll drink for the amount of points. Oh, that's so good. That your country gets. And the way that it works usually is you have most people who are, you know, nice, nicely drunk. Yeah. They're probably already very drunk at yeah, this stage. At that stage, the point stage. And then the, uh, the top three to top five will be shit-faced. Like I gone. love that. And then the bottom three or five will just be there like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So whoever's got Ireland is good, just sitting there. Good, good for you, Bulgaria. Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, totally nicking out. Yeah, idea. go for it. That's, that's a freebie. That's unreal. Yeah. We did that. We just played a very, man, I love that idea. You know, you're just going to have those like, you know, England, Ireland just sitting there just smug as, smug as fuck. <laughs> but um, we did it where, where we had uh, everyone picked out a, the flag from a hat. And then we just realized no one knew fuck all about <laughs> fucking Europe. Like, they couldn't tell. Um, it's, it's all the Eastern Europe. You get the classic, yeah, the classic the European countries. Yeah. All those it's Eastern European ones. Classic Italy. Yeah. And the rest. Ugh, Bulgaria. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you have... And we, I would actually really enjoy... And I, I actually really enjoy is the actual... The casual racism when it gets to the when it gets oh, yeah. to the points, and I I don't I don't I don't appreciate racism at any other level other than the last twenty minutes of Eurovision because when people say sorry Israel <laughs> that's not in Europe or sorry Australia they don't belong you know and all the uh, you know I, I or what even country is that <laughs> I just get a great kick out of that yeah I think the the Irish definitely do casual racism best they do it right because I think it's a, they do it in a sort of I think. You know, in behind closed doors is usually the best, um, and I find just uh, it's usually just the, you know fair fucks to them. But what the fuck are they doing in my Eurovision? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's ne- there's never any spite or never any malice. No, never know? any malice. Yeah. You know, there's always that level of interest. It's always like, what can you as a I don't know any Romanians. Like you know, what can you bring? What can you bring to me that I don't know about Romania? Yeah. Um, okay, so I think finally. I'll finish up with um, yeah your 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 own podcast that you record. You mentioned mm. uh, Daddy Brown. Yeah, the Midnight Hour with um, Daddy Brown. Yeah, so I'm I'm that's mainly soul and R and B. I was wondering, is that your your main musical forte, or uh, do you have any? Do you pick and mix? Do you? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I think soul is just something that I've I feel like I've just gotten very old. Like I don't I don't like listen to anything that's up tempo after about five o'clock. I like something that's just smooth, going to ease me in. Um, and I also just for that podcast, I just love the the idea that this is you know you picture it like the middle of the night. People are like people could phone in, but people don't phone in. You know, not that they could, but um, <laughs> people should phone. People in. should phone That'd in. Be good, yeah, I know. Being like, hey, I'm driving. You know, but uh, I just like the idea that just this sort of ease you in that whole ease you in sort of thing. But I love everything. I mean, my Be- the Beatles are my favorite band. You know, I like 
yeah i like all i like every type of music and now that i've been working from home didn't realize i was into deep house but oh, yeah. jesus it keeps you productive like the kind of um where we, we were just we we're in a restaurant there and they're playing some some laid back deep house like that with the you know that they put the bass up a lot mm. and then the high is not that high so you can kind of it's like gunk, gunk, i like that i like just pushing you along i call that well it might have been coined but i think i might have i, I might have coined it uh, espresso house oh you know very easy you know yeah. uh you know blue marlin sort of vibe uh yeah so i i do i do like that but with this it's sort of more it's more stuff like you're not allowed to feel comfortable because you have work to do so keep moving is the sort of house okay. that i've been listening to recently yeah. So so I trying to trying to think of something witty. <laughs> can't, can't really think of anything to uh, to end on. I guess have you? I'll do. I'll finish with the classic job yeah. interview question. Great. Have you any questions for me? Um. Yeah. Um. What's your favorite thing about working for District? My favorite. Ooh, my favorite thing about working for District. It has to be the. Truly amazing friends that I've made. Oh. I actually got it's my it's my friend anniversary with Eric oh, really? Really? today. So I'm one one year FBO. Oh yeah. man, that's amazing! Congratulations, yeah. man. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a wild one. A lot of memories. Didn't yeah. didn't watch the friend anniversary video because it's, it's usually the same thing. I mean, yeah. you put it on a on a on a on a vinyl. It's spinning around. <laughs> you know, you've seen it before. I like the song that goes with it. I love the song. Kooky, you know? <laughs> I love that. I love when they just put a ukulele thing, being like, "No, this means smiling." <laughs> you know, and I love when the people use like uh, on another one of that like uh, reggae to sell you shopping. Like, come to Iceland. You know, I love when people use like yeah. Yeah. D- different genres to different genres to, to sell you things different shit yeah exactly yeah so actually before we go speaking of hawking shit mm. um yeah do you do you so do you reckon do you see the the tony cantwell brand is that is it gonna is it gonna get monetized or is are you you're just <laughs> you're, you're just kind of loving it for what it is at the minute at the moment i just uh yeah i'm just loving it for what it is i don't really i don't i mean making making money from it would be good and facebook doesn't necessarily let you do that but what it does give you is unparalleled ability to get your comedy out to more people. Mm. Um, and if it's, you know, a you know, few people watch it or a few thousand people watch it, you know, as long as people are, are laughing. And I know that sounds lame. Or whatever. I, I totally agree with you. Yep. I'm still of the, uh, the idea that, you know, rubbing the fingers together, making a little money can be nice every yeah, now and then. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. I mean, I think what I, what I, I want to do is I'd love if I was able to then not just like, the, I don't want these to be videos that just get shared because people know me and be like, oh, this is my mate or whatever like that. I'd like it to be like, these are even funny enough ideas that I would actually pay this guy to write sketches and then be a paid sketch writer or a bit player. Whenever RT pulls the finger out and does an, a, a comedy show again, I want to be on that. I want to be one of their sketch writers, you know, I, you know, and Joe. Joe are making incredible stuff now with sort of comedy. They're really fostering Irish comedy at the moment and hope to do some stuff with them. So be a paid sketch writer, be a paid comedy writer, and then to do my own thing as well. And what Facebook's going to give me the great opportunity to do is get that out to wider people, and I hope to do more things coming up. Very good. Well, Tony Cantwell, thank you very much. And thank you very much, man. Appreciate it. Shake. We did a shake. We're shaking. On cam. Shaking on over ca- the, uh, the audio card <laughs> so it picks up. And um, yeah, that's it. This is fun. Thanks, man.